Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Hey everybody, welcome to the Second to None Podcast. I am Blaine Gilmer here with my host, Tavarius King, former Georgia Bulldog and NFL receiver here to back with us. I'd do it solo the other night because TK was taking care of business, actually doing what pays the bills over there for everybody, you know, so you take care of people in the in the King household. But TK, it's uh, nice to have you back here on the show and uh, ready to you know, talk a little little preview, some spreads, over-unders, uh, you know, just some overall craziness that's going on in the SEC right now. Yeah, bro, just a wild weekend, uh, obviously, with the whole LSU deal. And then, uh, you know, Ole, Ole Miss was, 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 in a, was in another big game. So, like I said, so uh, it was fun. And then, of course, it's, it's it's a good day to be a dog. Another good weekend to be a dog. So you know we're 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 excited about that. So excited about a bunch of stuff, man. It was a big weekend. Yeah, absolutely. And you know Georgia and Florida both off this week. Uh, that feels a lot better for Georgia than it does for Florida coming off their results this past week as they get ready each for the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Um, you know, when you're talking about that matchup down in Jacksonville that they will both have next week, not this upcoming weekend. But, TK, you and I are going to preview two games uh, here on the Second to None podcast, which is a member of the Believe Podcast Network and is streaming on the 365 Sports YouTube channel, also in social media partnership with the Sideline Sports Network and sideline underscore college fb you can see those at the bottom but we're going to go ahead and scroll across those over unders and the spreads for two games that we are going to be previewing this week tk tennessee travels to alabama in a matchup that has been all alabama for several several years now i think the last time that tennessee beat alabama nick saban was the head coach of the miami dolphins and, uh, you know, so it's been been a while back. And then, of course, we're going to talk about uh, Ed O now is the interim head coach for himself, uh, traveling with the LSU Tigers to uh, Lane Kiffin country over there in o- Oxford. So we're going to break all that down and tell you those bet online spreads and uh, things of that nature. But before we do that, TK, 
we do have to give a shout out to Bet Online, who is sponsoring the show. And it's back and better than ever, guys. Football season, a new website interface for the start of basketball, which is coming up, and more props and odds and lines of ever more than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all basketball and football action this season. Head over to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Believe 50. That's B L E A V 5 0 to receive your bonus from basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, it's the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, it's where the game starts. So, TK, speaking of bet online, just kind of tell everybody what's that line right there we got on on uh, Tennessee and Alabama and the over-under. Fill us in on what Bet Online's got listed for that rivalry in Tuscaloosa this week. Tennessee and Alabama, the spread is Alabama taking them down by twenty with a 24-and-a-half-point spread. Uh, what do you think about that, Blaine? I mean, that's a lot of points, TK. That's a lot of points right there, 24-and-a-half points. I know Alabama is Alabama, and Tennessee is still, you know, lowly Tennessee in some people's minds. But this is a Tennessee football team that I think is playing better and better football. Um, now, you you know as well as I do, if Hendon Hooker's down, uh, tell everybody what that does to this Tennessee team, especially poor Joe Milton run out of bounds yeah. uh, with the game on the line. What, what was he – like, yeah – yeah, well, I don't know what he was doing. A little boneheaded play by him, but you called it, man. Hidden Hooker has been playing lights out. He's he's grown up uh, in these past few weeks, and that's something that I think the Tennessee fans, Tennessee crowd, uh, Tennessee volunteer student body has to be happy about is that they found a guy that is the guy, um, and he's looking like the guy. So hopefully, um, you know, he – his injury is not too serious. Uh, I think they said Josh Heupel said he's day to day with a with the I think it's a right knee. Uh, so hopefully, you know that's not too serious. But if it is, Joe Milton's got to step up, man. He's got to step up and make plays um, in big moments, and in big moments will be in those games. Yeah, I mean when you're talking about uh, Florida uh, earlier in the year, Alabama. One thing that concerned them right was Florida ran all over them for 246 yards, and then they only rushed for 91. They kind of got bullied in the trenches a little bit. Then they lose the game to Texas A&M, rushing for uh, 153. They only gave up 94 yards rushing, but when Texas A&M needed to, they were able to stop their pass rush. They were able to run the ball effectively when they needed to, to do so. So Alabama comes out and just stonewalls Mississippi State's run game, gave negative one yard rushing on the night. So that you can tell that front has responded to any challenges that Nick Saban has laid out there. And they're going to have to, re- especially if Joe Milton is uh, the, the quarterback for the game, Tennessee, you know, is going to be mixing up that that quarterback run game, doing a lot of uh, exotic looks with that. I expect to see some some uh, you know jet sweep power read, some quarterback counter, mm-hmm. lots of zone, maybe some option things of that nature to to u- utilize Joe Milton's legs uh, and then make the passing game more simplified, probably for him once they start. Um, you know, coming up to stop the run. But Tennessee has been running the ball very effectively. 
themselves. Um, unfortunately for them, they gave up 279 rushing yards to Ole Miss this past week, TK. But one th- one point I wanted to make is 195 of those rushing yards came at, to the legs of Matt Corral. I don't think Bryce Young is the same type of uh, runner that Matt Corral is. And I don't know. I think Tennessee fans can be encouraged that, okay, the traditional run game, they initially – they basically shut that down for Ole Miss. It was the quarterback runs, and I don't know – if Bryce Young is really equipped to do that as much for Alabama, uh, I I agree with you there. But let, he he's a baller and he has ballers around him, so I, I think that they'll find ways to to put him in a position, um, if if need be, to be creative um, on the ground, um, even via the RPO game, which they do really really well. Um, I mean, dude, you got to think this this Alabama offense scores points. Um, you know, I saw I saw something today that said they scored thirty plus points in thirty three straight games. Um, so you said earlier twenty four points is a lot. Well, I guess we can we know they're gonna get thirty three points. Yeah, so, so it's um, how it's how many Tennessee's <laughs> gonna score, right? And uh, you know, in fairness, Alabama they they absolutely responded. They played really well against a team that that I I don't think is a bad football team in Mississippi State. I think Mike Leach and and Zach Arnett have a lot of good stuff going on over there at Starkville, especially for what they have, you know, working – they're working with over there. But when you – They're getting better. Yeah, they're getting better every every week. And they were in the red zone a couple times, TK, in that game. They went down in the red zone. They just couldn't – they just couldn't punch it in a couple times early and the game got away from them there with the the, the amount of talent that Alabama has. But kudos to Alabama for – coming back from a road loss to Texas A&M, going on the road again over there in Starkville, all the cowbells, all that kind of stuff, dealing with the adversity and, you know, coming out with with a victory. Now uh, they'll get to go back home, and and Tennessee just has not been able to uh, beat Alabama in a long, long time. Alabama has won this rivalry, a, a former storied rivalry, you know, that Tennessee dominated from 1995 to 2006. Well, 2006 was the last time that Tennessee has beaten Alabama. And all throughout the Nick Saban uh, tenure, 2007 and, and onward, I, uh, you know, TK, 2007, you and I were still in high school. I remember going over to Tuscaloosa and seeing uh, Matt Stafford go one and done on those boys to uh, – Mikey, Mikey Henderson. Mikey Henderson in the – in the uh, left left hand corner of the end zone over there on on a strike, so you know very very uh, interesting that where the Alabama program has come since that time. Undoubtedly, Nick Saban has uh, established himself as the as the goat, as the the best to ever do it. Um, but fourteen straight over a, a once proud Tennessee program that just speaks volumes of this Alabama program and the consistency that they've had. Yeah, it, it definitely does. I mean, we there's there's no question. It's unquestioned, uh, unquestioned how great you know Coach Saban is and and the talent that you know he has had around him uh, via players and coaches. Um, and and it shows where guys go. People, the, the guys he's played within the past weeks, uh, Jimbo Fisher, Lane Kiffin. Uh, so so yeah, it definitely shows. So so that that Bama Bama is definitely a storied a storied program. Yeah, it, and, and here's the thing. Alabama, 24.5-point favorite, the over-under 67. We're about to give you our prediction on this one, but I will say if Tennessee wants to have – forget winning the ball game, if they want to have a chance to not get 
uh, run out of the stadium and to cover the spread, what they're going to have to do is they're going to have to run right at the heart. They're going to have to use their offensive line that's playing well. They got Cooper Mays and Cade Mays back now mm-hmm. playing playing well, uh, guys who are um, really you know, turning out some rushing yards up front. You look at Tennessee, TK, over the last several games, and the, the rushing totals have, have been there consistently since Hendon Hooker's taken over. Also, they've been pretty balanced, had anywhere from – you talked about it, you and I talked about it, 220 to 240 passing yards consistently with Hendon Hooker there. But you look at the rushing totals for Tennessee – uh, since their Florida game. They had 148 yards rushing at Florida, 458 against Missouri, 247 against South Carolina, and 222 against Ole Miss. So this Tennessee team prides themselves on running the football. And, you know, you've got talented uh, backs, you know, in, in Tyon Evans and Jabari Small and Hendon Hooker when he's in there using his legs. Even Joe Milton is a is a great threat when he's running – Running the football as well. I know he had that mistake the other night, but he's a he's a threat when he runs yeah, the football. No, so he's he's dangerous, dude. Do you he's feel dangerous. that Alabama's struggles to stop the run like they had earlier this year against Florida and at times against Texas A and M will rear its head in this Tennessee matchup? I think it'll play a big factor for sure. I think that Tennessee, like you said, will have to be able to run the ball and and. To my point earlier, uh, that's a high-powered offense on the other side of the ball. So. In running the ball as a as a Tennessee offense, you're you're possessing the clock. So if you if you control that clock and and you're doing the thing, driving the ball down the field, um, you know, kind of methodically, um, then then you're taking away from a, a high powered uh, Bryce Young um, offense. So if you're finishing some runs off with some points, and uh, that I think you you might you might just slow this thing down and, and can sneak sneak out of here or make this thing a little bit closer than a lot of people think. Yeah, and, and when you're talking about another key on the other side, Tennessee, in order to have any kind of success, Jamison Williams, we know he's a problem for Alabama, right? I mean, he's a – he's, an, he's <laughs> an absolute – uh, touchdown waiting to happen and he's he's just explosive out there and it's not just deep balls right he's able to to run the intermittent you know mesh route or run a a 15 yard uh dig route in route square route whatever that people want to call it these days but you know he's able to do that get separation and catch the ball and get vertical and accelerate in a hurry tk just talk about how special he is before we analyze you know who'll be guarding him for tennessee yeah, man, super special. You you said it. He's he's a guy that can run the entire route tree. Um, you know those those five yard ends can take those to the house. He's a, he can run double moves. Um, he, he he can go deep. He can do anything. Um, and when when the ball's in his hands, like you said, he's a guy that gets vertical quick. And when you get vertical quick, guys seem to miss you. So he's a special type of talent. And uh, you know, I look forward to watching him. And like you said, wh- whoever whoever lines up against him is going to be in for a rough day. Yeah, Tennessee's best corner is Alante Taylor. He has five pass breakups on the year, um, an experienced guy. They, of course, have got Theo Jackson on the back end. So I know they use Theo a lot. To He's, he's the second leading tackler on the team to come up and be run support. But, you know, at times, Theo's going to have to be back, but, you know, safety over the top, helping it with that that kind of things. Jalen McCullough is back in that secondary as well. He has three uh, pass breakups on the year. So it's really going to have to be a team effort when you got that kind of guy. And I think what they're going to have to do is make somebody else. 
be the guy. Now, I know John Mechie's totally capable, but the way that Alabama's using John Mechie this year, he's his his yards per catch are way down from what they've been in the past. He's more turned into more of a possession type guy. So Tennessee's gonna have to have to, you know, maybe force the ball his direction and not say okay, you're not going to beat us over the top and then just rally at the point of attack. And John, it's hard to say what, that that's, that's your plan of attack is making the ball go to John Mechie. It's, that's, that's how good Alabama is. That's that. Like, now I was going to say, that's scary if you're just saying uh, make John Mechie beat us because he's t- completely capable of doing so as well. So He did uh, go to Georgia it, the last year. Right. So, right, right. Uh, yeah. So, if <laughs> man, so if, yeah, if that's the plan for them, then, you know, it could it could be a rough it could be a rough day you know I foresee them doing some type of two shell look to where to where they, they you know they try to take those guys out of it um, and mix some blitzes in there so, so well, we'll see like, man I feel like based off the numbers when you look at the receptions on the year Jamison Williams is the big play guy right he's averaging twenty point two yards of reception. And he's got only 29 receptions on the year. John Mechie's got 41 receptions, but TK only 11.7 yards per reception. And that, you know, includes what he's doing after the catch. So that tells you that Alabama is using him almost as like a zone buster. You know what I'm saying? Like they're he's the guy that's running the spot routes. He's the guy that they're that's they're finding on the screens and things like that. And a lot of his his, you know, yak, his yards after catch are, are kind of where he's getting up his average right there. They're just not using him as that as that deep guy anymore. Where they when they have Jamison Williams to be there, also their tight ends making some explosive plays. Uh, Jaleel Billingsley, seventeen point eight yards a catch and two touchdowns this year. So just a little bit for use is all I'm pointing out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and too, it, it could say a lot about his IQ. You know, guys guys move around and do do a lot of different things. He could be helping you know a young Bryce Young. Um, with some blitzes, getting that ball out of his hand quick. So it, it, it probably speaks to, to that as well. Yeah, and, you know, of course, they've got an excellent running back in Brian Robinson Jr. He's got uh, eight touchdowns on the year. He's really, you know, it seems like since that old Miss game, he's really started to step it up uh, and, you know, kind of – take ownership because you know like I mentioned in that Florida game uh, they only rushed for 91 yards as a team uh, didn't have the time of possession that they wanted things of that nature so when you look at it and you you see Brian Robinson Jr. he's really starting to to make some plays so uh, TK with all that said and done um, do you feel what do you think the score is you think Tennessee covers and how about the over-under Man, I, I feel like this this Tennessee team is playing really uh, good football right now. I feel like they're playing confident. You spoke to their running game. You spoke to their offensive line. Big K, get Big K Mays and his brother up there leading the way. Um, I, I feel like they're capable, again, of making this game a lot closer than folks say. Um, I'm, I'm – I, obviously, Bama's going to score 33 points. That's a given. Um, probably a little more than that. Uh, so I'm going to say it's going to be a 42 to 21. I got you. So uh, not quite on the on the over there, still on the under, and you're taking – but you are taking Tennessee to cover. Um, I, I think that's a reasonable score. I think Tennessee, like I said, their run game could cause some problems for Alabama's run defense. But uh, I do think that, you know, with the history – 
of this rivalry here lately, Alabama 14, 14 straight. I think Josh Heupel has the Tennessee team on an upward trajectory, right? I think they're doing things what they need to do, but I'm concerned that Hendon Hooker won't be totally healthy, and I'm concerned that Alabama will be able to uh, dedicate more numbers to the box and maybe slow down Tennessee's run game more so than they would if if uh, Hooker was back there able to, you know, make them have a, a, some safeties and DBs outside the box to defend the perimeter of Ellis Jones and and those guys, uh, Javante Payton. So, you know, with that said, I'm going to say that Alabama covers on this one, uh, but I think they're going to lean on their run game to do it to Tennessee. I think they're going to end up starting to – they'll hit John uh, – they'll hit John Mechie and Jameson Williams and Jello Billingsley early, get out ahead. And then I think they start pounding that ball in the second half with uh, Brian Robinson Jr. So I'm going to take Alabama to get up in the 40s as well. I'm going to take Alabama 45. I'm going to say Tennessee 17. I just think they're going to kind of stonewall them because I'm afraid Hendon Hooker won't be healthy in this one. So give me Alabama to win and Alabama to cover in Tuscaloosa. And our next matchup we're going to talk about here is of course, LSU traveling to Oxford to take on Lane Kiffin and the Old Miss Rebels. Uh, Ole Miss coming off a win there in Knoxville that we broke down on our Monday show. So uh, head on over to the archives over there. You can find it in, in videos here on the 365 Sports YouTube channel, or you can find it on anywhere, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts. So make sure you're subscribing, uh, turn on notification, all those good things. We really appreciate it. But we we broke down the mayhem that that per, you know proceeded in Knoxville. People throwing mustard and Lord knows what else. TK full bottles of mustard, golf balls, all that kind of stuff onto the field. Absolute craziness. Um, I mean, before we get into uh, this matchup. Did want to ask you: is, Was there any time, maybe when y'all were with the Giants and played at Philadelphia, did any any kind of craziness happen in in those games? I mean, what's the what's the rowdiest you ever remember a crowd in your time playing college or pro? Oh man, Philly, Philly, <laughs> Philly was a crazy place, bro. Uh, they definitely was with the with the bird flicking, the the cussing, and. Am I ever throw anything but... on the field at you guys though? Um. Not, not to my knowledge. I'm sure that that's happened to, to somebody on the team, um, but I, I, I can't, I can't recall. I mean, what um, would it have been like as a player right? if you were there during that situation that happened with Tennessee and Ole Miss? I mean, obviously, you're just probably going to put your helmet on and stand there, right? Just yeah, hope you don't get whacked with a with a dang uh, Pro V one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, bro, yeah, I don't know. You just, I, I don't, I don't know how what what the protocol is in that situation really because it's probably it's just so unheard of yeah and and honestly tennessee had an opportunity to win that game at the end it went right right just right over the fingertips of a receiver in the end zone joe milton went from being like a couple inches away from being the hero to being everybody saying what the heck are you doing he pulled a reggie ball tk you remember reggie right. ball for georgia tech yeah, throwing the ball out of bounds ball. on fourth down uh yeah. you know so it just just Major unawareness by the Tennessee fans and by Joe Milton 
in that situation uh and i'm not sure which one was worse honestly obviously throwing the the uh, golf balls on the field and all that kind of stuff was the, the worst look I, I i think that's the the worst the worst oh yeah uh, now in terms of the game joe milton should have known that hey i gotta throw this ball i can't for one i can't take off and run and two once i do take off and run i can't run out of bounds you know? I, I most certainly can't bust this left right here <laughs> like, what yeah my oh, man man. My man hung a hung a louie and thought that there's gonna be uh you know, be some time left on the clock, I guess. I don't know what was going on. But back to the, uh, you know, preview that we got here, LSU traveling to Old Miss. Um, of course, LSU's coming off uh, this week of they've had some guys say that they're, you know, going to look elsewhere in the transfer portal. They've had some recruits decommit. Uh, all that's to be expected when you got a coaching change announced in the middle of the season. But I just – it. I guess it says a lot about Ed Orgeron to to stick around and finish out the year. I don't know. Maybe that's the, maybe they told him that's the only way they would give him his buyout if uh, uh, because they could fire him with calls for some of the stuff that he's been around for. So maybe they had him, you know, by the gonads pretty much there and had to he had to had to stick around. But uh, how do you think that's going to impact this matchup? When he won a game that he wasn't supposed to win with Florida, everybody thinks, "Hey, that might have saved his job," and it appears that was already in the works before that game because they thought he was going to get his tail whooped. Now he goes to face a Lane Kiffin team. I mean, what are your thoughts on all that? I mean, it, that, that whole thing was just it was kind of crazy, bro. Just a game that you – everybody from the outside looking in thinks, oh, dang, that just – like you said, that just saved it. That just saved Ed O's job. Uh, I mean, that's something we were talking about on here is, is that he needed something good to happen. And, and I thought about that when I saw the score of the game. I was like, dang. Uh, he just saved his job, but uh, like you, but like you said, man, uh, for that for for that program, I think it's just another another distraction, another added distraction. I think it does things for the future of the program. Um, so it, it, it's it's rough, but for this game, it's again, it's another added distraction to this game. And and if you if you're going to face a Lane Kiffin team. Um, that's been playing what playing well, finding ways to win games. Uh, you're you're in you're in for a battle. Um, yeah, I mean, so, so I, honestly, think you, I think you just made it a little tougher on on your team. I mean, let's be honest. Ole Miss has one SEC loss, right? They have mm-hmm. one SEC loss to uh, to Alabama, and realistically, Ole Miss has an opportunity to run the table. They can mm-hmm. beat everybody left on their schedule. And if Alabama were to falter in the Iron Bowl, let's say, to or maybe Tennessee pulls off a shocker this week or something like that, if Alabama loses another game, is my point, and Ole Miss runs the table, Georgia plays Ole Miss in the SEC championship game, not Alabama. So uh, you you know that Ole Miss is going to come prepared. Uh, they're going to come ready for this one, unlike a Florida team uh, that – LSU was able to sneak up on. I don't think the same will be the case when they go to Oxford this week and Lane Kiffin, because Lane Kiffin's a motive. You know, there's a lot of goofiness and a lot of, you know, actions that, you know, that that he plays into and stuff like that. He's kind of like a, a pro wrestler in my mind. You know, I mean, he plays a character sometimes, I think. But, I like it. Oh, I like it too. He's a, He's a heel, but then, you know, they turned him babyface over there in Knoxville by what they did over there. So is it interesting? But when you when you talk about it, I think that, you know, whether Matt Corral is healthy or not, 
They've got options with Luke Altmeyer. They've got options with um, John Rice Plumley over there at quarterback and can get creative. And let's be honest, LSU has not been great at stopping the run anyways, and, and Ole Miss has three running backs uh, in, in Parrish and Connor and, and uh, Jerron Ely that are all uh, very, very good athletes. So I think either way, uh, I like Ole Miss in this game because I'm not sure Lightning can strike twice for LSU, especially after the gut punch that some of those players got. That, regardless of what some people think, there's some people there that uh, they love Ed O as a, as a coach, and you know that's gonna you you can talk about it. I mean, I'm sure you've had coaches before get get let go and things like that. I mean, it's it it's devastating for some guys. Yeah, I mean for some for some guys that's that's you know somebody somebody that brought them in. Um, took them under their wings, somebody they looked up to, somebody they probably talked to every day, shared. Um, Maybe a father that, figure type. Yeah, man. a father figure. So shared, you know, their stories with. Uh, so so for some guys, it, it probably is a big deal, um, huge deal, a bigger deal than, you know, you know, we see from the outside. But so, it, so again, it's tough. I, I think that, you know, it, it's, it's a huge distraction. Um, but – you know those those guys got to come correct. They got to come ready. I think I, I think that they. It, I, th- I think that I think this game could be. What what we got it at a nine and a half? What nine and a half point? Nine and a half point spread, and then seventy five point five over under. <laughs> there, that's gonna happen. They might score seventy five. Well, we thought the same thing with Ole Miss Tennessee. You and I were both saying, "Hey, they're gonna they're gonna light it up." And then that was maybe two of the better defensive performances we've seen from uh, you know Tennessee and Ole Miss. You know, depend if you take into account who they were playing, the high octane offense that they were playing. So, um, but TK, I did want to ask you about one thing. You know, Ty Davis Price establishes a run game for LSU that they've not had all year. I mean, they were rushing in the 30s and the 60s, and you know, TDP goes out here and bust it for 287 against the Gators, not running nothing but a little counter tray and some split zone, and uh, and Todd Grantham's defense just couldn't couldn't adjust to it. So, I mean, you know, what are your thoughts on this? Would you, LSU? Uh, you know, Alabama ran the ball down Ole Miss's throat earlier this year in their loss. I mean, do you think LSU tries to go right back to the well and, you know, help Max Johnson out and these young receivers by establishing TDP in that run game? Well, for sure. Uh, had a monster day. I think it was a, a record-setting day for him. Uh, huge day. Eight and yards think, of carry. <laughs> yeah, huge day. I, I think – I, I spoke on this earlier in the year when we were talking about Max Johnson because I I think Max Johnson is a baller as well. I think he can do, be really special special in the league. Um, they have to do things to help him, and establishing a run game helps him. So I think that they will kind of go back to TDP early in this game, and they will try to um, you know force him to be the guy early on too open things up for Max Johnson and those guys out wide, especially, again, we know with a Kayshawn Boutte missing, um, you know, other guys have to step up. And one of those guys being Jack Bash. I love I love me some Jack Bash. He, I think he's a, um, a really good tight end, uh, hybrid kind of receiver type. Um, and I think that he, he'll, he'll play a big role in this one. 
Yeah, Besh, and then, you know, you got a young Malik Neighbors that, that made an impact, Brian Thomas Jr., so they're having some younger receivers uh, starting to make an impact. Uh, Jare Jenkins had three touchdowns on the day, four catches, 50 yeah, yards. He yeah, he, he was a freak over there. He was, he was balling that day. So, you know, we'll we'll see. Uh, I, I I think, you know, when anytime you have that true three-man front, Ole Miss playing that, that 3-2-6 defense that they like to uh, – like to you know throw out there on the field and and not the greatest uh, tackling in the world so far this year, but they did play better against Tennessee. So I think you got two teams that are starting to hit a little bit of a stride despite the Edo stuff. TK, uh, who do you like? Does Ole Miss cover? Does LSU cover? And do you like the over under? Um, man, I, if if it, it, it's tough, if Matt Corral plays, I I, I think Matt Corral is a baller. I think he's having a Heisman caliber type year. I think he threw his first pick last week, obviously in a critical situation, but that's dope. Um, if he plays, I think it, it changes <laughs> things a little bit, but if he plays, I'm picking, I'm, I'm taking Ole Miss to win this one. 45, uh, 38. I think, I think. So not cover, not cover, just a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. So you yep. think LSU covers in this one? I like it. I like them to cover. And then you would definitely be taking the over with that score as well. You think the over? I, I think uh, I think LSU is going to find a way uh, with TDP. What they did, they found a little success in the run game. I think they're going to try to do the same. Try to take the Oxford crowd out of it on the road. Um, I think early they'll have just enough success to uh, limit some possessions in this game. And if Matt Corral is not full speed, that may hamper. So I'm going to take the under on this game. Uh, but ultimately, I think at the end of it, you're going to have Lane Kiffin uh, out scheme uh, Ed Orgeron's staff and end up, whether it's John Rice Plumley, whether it's Matt Corral, whether it's Luke Altmeyer, whoever, do enough things where they are able uh, to cover this game. But I don't think it's quite as high scoring as maybe people might think. So I'm going to take, uh, take Old Miss 34 LSU. 24. So I'm going to take Ole Miss to barely cover, uh, and I'm going to take the under on this one. But that, guys, are our two game previews. Uh, we did want to talk about some other stuff around the SEC. You got Georgia and Florida off, as we mentioned. It's a big recruiting week for Georgia. They just flipped a four-star offensive tackle, Alu Ba, um, from Florida State. Oscar Delp has just signed with Georgia, and just keep your eyes out. The number one receiver in the country, uh, you know, by the time that we release this, he may already be uh, committed to Georgia, but it's Georgia and Missouri going right at each other with Luther Burden. So uh, that, that, that'll actually be happening between the time we've recorded this and when it gets released. So universe, the reason I bring that up is this week, obviously Georgia's number one in the country, but right now, but they could be building towards something even more special by getting Kirby Smart's fourth number one class in five years if some of these dominoes start to fall. Also, uh, Alabama gets uh, Traquan Fagans um, this week uh, from uh, – he was committed to uh, Miami and has decommitted. He's a four-star corner over there that plays out of Thompson High School in Alabaster, Alabama. And uh, so the Tide are able to keep him – 
in-house. You've got uh, Shamar James and Julian Humphrey, who are both committed to the University of Florida. Who knows what happens with MTK if Dan Mullen in a couple of weeks uh, – you know, gets axed uh, after there's some Florida fans that are ticked off and uh, as well they should be because not only has it been just the results on the field, they're four and six in their last 10 games. They're only two wins in those uh, over power five teams in those uh, 10 games are Tennessee and Vanderbilt TK. And, and we've established that Vanderbilt shouldn't even be a member of the SEC. We'll say it once again here on the show. Um, but there's a lot of recruiting going on, guys. We're going to try to start putting more of that on our on our Twitter Make sure you follow the the account using at SEC2, the number two, underscore, none, N-O-N-E. You can f- follow that on Twitter. Also, my account at BGilmer18 and TK's account at TKUNODOS. That's T-K-U-N-O-D-O-S. And uh, for all the latest news and updates and things like that, show stuff. So we appreciate everybody tuning in. Make sure to... Uh, you know, like, subscribe, uh, turn on notifications, give us a review. We want your feedback. If you think it, it sucks, let us know. We'll, we'll, uh, we may chirp back at you, but we'll, we, you know, we take criticism. Yeah. TK, TK will clap back a little bit on this stuff, but Hey, it's all in good fun. That's what makes sec uh, football great is the passion of fans and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, so, you know, excited to see what happens this weekend in these matchups that we've previewed on Friday, TK and I will be, uh, going more inside to, to take some one-on-one matchups and, and all those good things. That is, if we can fit it into the work schedule, TK has got another conference, so we'll see whether we're going to be with you on, on Friday or not. But, uh, TK, you know, uh, just, Speaking of that, you want to tell everybody about uh, you know Rowdy Wellness and what's going on. And again, if they if they give us a follow and they do the reviews, a five star review or whatever, and they screenshot it, what could what could they end up getting? Yeah, they can get a Rowdy Wellness swag bag, which uh, includes um, I don't have the awesome hat on today, but which, which includes a hat, man, some 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 awesome chapstick, some uh, some some CBD oil. Bath bombs, uh, bath bombs, some gummies. Uh, you know what? We might even let y'all pick it out. Yeah, because uh, Rowdy if Wellness review, is. If the, review, if the review is, if the review is nice. Yeah, the review is nice. Uh, Rowdy Wellness is uh, TK's CBD company. They provide alternative medicine in ways that you know is is much better than some of the more addictive things out there. It's not like you know having to rely on narcotics and things like that. It's much more uh, natural. It's Georgia grown. It's all that kind of uh stuff that 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 is uh, what you're looking for when it comes into some of the pain management and some of the healing factors or things so rowdywellness.com you want to check that out for Tavares King I am Blaine Gilmer guys and we are so excited uh that you joined us once again for an episode of second to none and we will catch you next time to talk some more SEC football Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Want to make Mom's Day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear 
beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30.